2: on the line with us tonight is Liz Barchek, who's just coming back from the single speed cyclocross world championships. Is that correct? Yep. I got that right. Fair okay, job. good. <laughs> and so, when did this go on, Liz?
1: Uh, so, we were up in Victoria, BC this past weekend, um, and the event started on Friday, but the actual race was. On Sunday yesterday.
2: So tell us about the festivities that went on on Saturday.
1: So, Saturday there was this uh, basically like a full day event called the Feats of Strength. And what it was was a series of tasks that you had to compete and complete um, to qualify for the Sunday race.
2: Oh, you did? So,
1: yeah. <laughs> So all the groups were, um, I mean, everyone who registered for the championship was put into a group and then taken out around D.C. by a local who, you know, so that was kind of cool because you got to see basically the entire town and um, all these different paths and sidewalks and areas. Uh, And then you'd randomly stop at a place uh, with a task. So the first place that we stopped was, um, by the water, and they put us down on the beach, and they were like, "Okay, your first, your first feat of strength is you need to ride on this really heavily pebbled beach for as far as you can, and the top five people um, to finish the furthest will get like this special um, zip tie that says that they're one of the top five that rode the farthest." So. Every group member had a passport, basically, with all the feats of strength on it, with little holes next to each um, task. And then you either got a white zip tie or a black zip tie, depending on how you did. And then uh, they would tally all the zip ties at the end and somehow come out with qualifiers for the actual champion.
2: Now, did you know this was going to happen?
1: Um, we had heard that that was a part of it. So through, so I basically had, I didn't have much of an expectation of what was going to happen. I knew that there was a seat of strength. I had no idea what it was or the kinds of, um, challenges that they would have. They were, they were all cycling related, but they were all super kind of goofy. So, uh
2: See, and Rick Tillery is just joining us. Uh, Great to have you back. The Gruppetto Report is just not the Gruppetto Report without you, Rick.
3: (laughs) Thanks, George. You know, it's technical difficulties. That's what we call it, right?
2: Exactly. Now, Liz, you were telling us about the goofy uh, feats of strength that you needed to do to qualify (laughs) for the actual race itself. I'm just imagining... since you weren't totally prepared for these things, I mean, that's a long drive from Boulder out to Victoria, BC,
1: where you yeah, might not so, even qualify
2: for the bike race. What did you guys think about that?
1: <laughs> so after doing the whole experience, uh, for sure at, on Saturday when we found out that we had these feats of strength and they were going to determine whether or not we could race, there's a race for everyone on Sunday, but to race in the championship you have to do well during the event on Saturday. Um, We for sure were like a little nervous and a little unsure uh, and not everyone in our group made the actual championship race. Um, So they were kind of bummed and didn't really know what that would be like. But on Sunday, um, they kind of like, they call it not everybody's a winner consolation race. Um, And they, they send that race off before the two male and female championship races, in my opinion, I would say they all, all, all of the races on Sunday were equal in, in goofiness and in, you know, seriousness. So, uh, I, I can't really speak for anyone who didn't get to race in the championship because all, all of the women who showed up to this event were automatically qualified into the championship because, uh, there's just so many more guys that show up than girls. Um, so I got to race with all the other girls in the championship race. But I think everybody would say they had a ton of fun and that it was worth coming out to to do all the events.
2: So Mosaic was well so, represented.
1: Yeah, we had 10 racers with 10 uh, Mosaic steel bikes out in BC, which was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to pull all the bikes out of the trailer and them up on the bike rack, and uh, we had a total fleet of racers, which was really fun.
3: So how would you compare this to, you know, you've done a lot, I know you've done a lot of big cross races uh, around the country. How would you compare this to, say, a standard cyclocross event? Because I, I know that the single speed world championship is, it's a bit different.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really know what to expect. Everybody kind of, there's a vibe around the event that I kind of thought it would be kind of more fun and goofier. Um, but I guess I thought it would still be kind of a competitive race. Um, (laughs) definitely. And definitely after doing it, uh, and I think every race, every single speed world championship is a little different because it's run by locals. um, So every year that it's somewhere new, a new organizer gets to put their own spin on it. But from our experience this weekend, it was mostly not a race. (laughs) So we for sure lined up and everyone had, you know, costumes on. And uh, there was a really fun course with like normal cross uh, obstacles. And then some things that weren't totally typical of a cross course. Um, they, they brought in piles of snow that you had to roll over, and um, some other features that were like totally kind of oddball. Um, but for me, the and they had these like really big tires that you had to jump up and over. So it was like part urban cross, part you know, just crazy. Um, and a- around every corner, there were little, little kind of like cut throughs and. People were kind of bending the rules everywhere. So my first lap, I was for sure, like, trying to race and go fast and then realized that a lot of the women around me were cutting the course and doing, doing things to get shortcuts. Like, if you took a, a drink hand up somewhere, you'd get a, a shortcut. I stopped once right before the big tires, and this guy handed me a bike around the corner and around all these obstacles, and you just enjoy this beer. So... I, dr- I drank almost the whole beer right there, and <laughs> I walked down the course to go get my bike, and basically around most corners, there was some, like, food hand up or crazy little challenge that you could do that, you know, was basically just a lot of fun, so uh, I know that there are, there are two winners, a guy and a girl winner, and those two have to, the tradition is you get a tattoo and you wear a gold bikini at the race party that night and it's like a big deal beyond that I'd be shocked if they even have like official race results I don't I have no idea how I did I'm sure I did not do (laughs) I did not finish near first because (laughs) so wait a
2: minute Liz you you. (laughs) so because you didn't get the bikini trophy
1: (laughs) uh because I didn't get the bikini trophy. Is no, yeah, I didn't. I didn't have to get the tattoo. Uh, Nicole Duke was there, and she got second place. So she, I, I, that was on her to to be the winner. But actually, a local <laughs> cycle cross racer ended up taking the win. So.
2: And did Aaron oh. get a gold bikini?
1: <laughs> Aaron did not. <laughs> Aaron did not get a gold bikini. Man, if he had, that would have been plastered all over social media already. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, so
3: for, you were talking a, a minute ago about your costume, and, you know, there's a lot of people out there who may not have seen what you were wearing, and I haven't seen what Aaron wore. What, can you talk about your costumes?
1: So, all of the single barrel team uh, decided to race in tutus. I think, so, um, back home, when myself and some other ladies have raced in the single speed races we tried to wear tutus to kind of just have fun and be different. Uh, and so they bought tutus that matched the blue and gold of our, of our single barrel kit. So uh, guys and I all wore tutus and funky additions. Um, so we got a little funky. We all kind of agreed that this was a good, gri- a good first attempt to kind of get, get a sense of the event. And then if we return, we definitely want to, turn up the notch a little bit on the coordinating of the costumes and the craziness factors.
2: Sounds like you need to get them sublimated and customized.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. We need bespoke single speed world championship costume. That's what we need.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a tall order. To, yeah, I've seen some of the costumes for this past weekend and, and – <laughs> They're 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 typically very interesting. That's that's uh, some of the best ways to put it. Uh, you know, uh, Sally Brian Fornis from uh, up there in Seattle had on a, a, a very interesting costume that I saw. Yeah. So you know, it's it's a uh, that's a whole unique, very very unique culture that Single Speed World Championship. Yep. Yep.
1: Everybody everybody shows up to get funky and and have a ton of fun. So it was it was really fun. We had a blast.
2: So you loved it, even though you started out the first lap racing. So it, it sounds like you weren't
1: quite expecting
2: what happened. Is that
1: true? Um, yeah, no, I had no idea. Like, I lined up to start, and I figured we would race. <laughs> and I figured, you know, there'd be silliness around the course, but that we'd race. And soon after that, I realized that <laughs> that was not going to happen for me. I uh I took basically every alcoholic hand up I came across the entire time. <laughs> and uh, you know, women were cutting the course everywhere. There were certain just you know, there there were no rules. Like I think the the heart of single speed world championship is that you know, they wanna they wanna have a bunch of
2: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: they fun and they don't want a bunch of rules, so that's definitely what happened.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to pick the God rainbow stripe video. bikini.
1: <laughs> You're trying to picture what? <laughs>
2: the, the world championship rainbow stripe bikini.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there, that's a scary thought, George. <laughs>
1: There's for sure some, yeah, it's for sure it's I heard some people were uh, commenting on how many kids were at the event, and, you know, we were kind of cracking up, because it's for sure an adult party.
2: <laughs> Rick, I stepped all over your question, so please go ahead. Uh, that's okay.
3: That, that was a funny question. No, I was asking uh, how Aaron's race went. How, how did the men's race go? And, I, and I'm sure you yeah. got to heckle a, a, a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all heckled. The, yeah, we all heckled everyone. Uh, Aaron's race went really well. He he um, races about half of our team. Um, and they. I think that they had a ton of fun. I think his race was about the same as mine, which is I think they all lined up thinking that they were going to go for it. And we actually had one racer who almost got the whole shot and did really well the entire race. But um all of our other guys, same thing. It just turned into like where can we, where you know, where can you stop to have a little fun along the way kind of a kind of an event. <laughs> which was good. There was like a little jump that people had to go up and over and uh, let me think about what else. I don't know, like a big water hole, tons of mud. So, yeah, you just got really dirty and mucky. And, you know, people just were being funky and had had fun.
2: You know, I'm impressed with your attitude. And it sounds like the entire attitude of the field that you're going up there expecting to race. I would think a lot of people would be really serious and then upset that it wasn't the race. Instead, you guys just went with it. And that's so refreshing.
1: Yeah, I think. You know, it's just, I think we all went up there with an open mind, just not totally sure of what was going to happen. We all wanted to participate and make that championship race. So there was like a level of being competitive during the Feats of Strength on Saturday and like making sure that people could get into the race. But then, you know, it was just a vibe of the event was just, it was just never going to be a race. In fact, I saw somebody posted today that. Single Speed Cross World is a big party disguised as a bike race, and that's the best description I have for it. It's just, it's not a real race, and it's a lot of fun because of that, because you still get to ride your bike, you still get to race, you know, you still get to be on a cross course, you still get to, you know, do all that stuff that we all love about cross, get dirty and get funky and go over obstacles and practice your skills, but then you also get to, you know, get heckled a lot and get Oreo hand ups and try, like, little tricks of how you can get as much beer in your mouth as you're riding your bike as possible.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So have you heard if the winners have gotten their single-speed Cyclocross World Championship tattoos yet? Because I know that that's a big
1: thing. Yep. So uh, we saw that they... I think tradition is you get it the day of the race. So we know that both of the racers who won got their tattoo. And uh, there's actually like, there's a picture posted that the male racer might have actually gotten a tattoo that the acronym is wrong. So the acronym for single speed cross worlds is SS DX WC. And that, Something yeah. in the lettering there got screwed up on the guy's tattoo and we were like a little confused if that was on purpose or if that was an actual mistake. But it's almost evident and telling of, of the whole event, which is that there are no rules and and uh there you know, nothing is quite clear, uh so you just kind of have to go with it.
2: Um who selects the placement of the tattoo?
1: I I think it's the racer. And I think again, I think it changes every year. It might change with the promoter and the ta- you know the people who are organizing it.
3: I know that there was some controversy a few years ago where at least one of the winners that year refused to get the tattoo. So I know that it, it is that's I think that's the one rule: if you win, you have to get the tattoo. <laughs>
1: yeah. There was uh, a few years ago I think a lot of commotion around that. Um and yeah, I'm not, you know, honestly names. Yeah.
3: Honestly <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Totally. But I think it's interesting because the event is so much about counterculture, you know, uh not following the rules or being a little different. So it's a funny thing that a bunch of people who our counterculture would get so up in arms about that. But I, you know, I don't know if I won. I don't, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I guess I'd have to get the tattoo. Yeah.
2: I wonder if that holds some people back.
1: <laughs> Maybe. I honestly after participating, like if you really <laughs> didn't want that tattoo, then you could just stop and find someone on the side to enjoy some something with for a little while while someone else gets in front of you. I don't see it being an issue. <laughs> well
2: this is what the Gruppetto Report is all about. I love it. Reporting on fun, funky events. <laughs>
1: I would I would for sure, for sure say yeah, I would for sure say that uh, this this past weekend was super fun and that if anyone out there loves the scene of crafts but doesn't necessarily love how how sometimes it gets pretty competitive and there are winners and losers, then single feed worlds would be a great place to have a ton of fun and not not worry so much about the competition side of things.
2: Liz, just what a great report from you. Thank you so much for joining Rick and I on the Groupetto (laughs) Report. Really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me.
2: That was awesome. Thanks, Liz.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. I'm going to scoot off the phone here because we got some fog, and I'm going to try to focus on the road.
2: Okay. Take care. Driving back from the Single Speed World Championships, Victoria, British Columbia, uh, the bar checks are on their way back home to Boulder. Uh, owners of Mosaic Cycles, great to have them on with us, huh, Rick.
3: Absolutely, and you know it's it's always nice to to hear the perspective from somebody who may not have been a part of that single speed world championship scene before. Uh, you know, and it is definitely as as Liz was talking about it's it's very very unique and it's an interesting. Uh, collection of people that attend that event.
2: How big do you think that's gonna get? Why do you think it got so popular? I mean, that sounds like a pretty obvious question, but there we go.
3: Well, I I, I there you go. I, I think it's because it's so fun and because it it's irreverent. And I think that's the core of that group of people who enjoy that scene so much. And, you know, I, I think there's there's definitely a place for that in, in Cyclocross because you know, just that sport, that, that genre of, of cycling by itself, you know, you have to be a little bit irreverent just to take part in that
2: because you know, it's just crazy. I, I don't know if you saw the pictures we posted with the uh, Halloween cross with Anique Chalier out in uh, the Northwest, that guy in the giraffe costume that had, it, it must have been 20 feet tall. And this guy is riding a cross so,
3: course in that outfit. So that's, that's at a cross crusade race in yep. Bend, Oregon. And that I've, 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 been to that race, uh, a few years ago and I've seen that costume in person and George, let me tell you something. The photos of that don't do it justice <laughs> when you see it come around the corner and you're like, what the first time that I saw it, I was like, what in the world is that? And it just, it's, it's, I can't believe that that person Races, cyclocross. In that, you have to duck every time you go past the start finish line. Yeah. Next time we have Dave Toll or Brad Soner on here, you know that you have to ask them about that because seeing that in person is just incredible.
2: And how you announce that must be amazing. without laughing. I you, exactly. you, you have to laugh <laughs> you, you, There's just no way around that.
3: It's hysterical. And and, and I. The bend race for 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 uh, for Cross Crusade is is just amazing. Some some of the detail uh, of the costumes, and, and it's not just amateurs who take part in in that in that event. You know, even the pros. You know, I I've, I've seen Ryan Trabone and Carl Decker and and just a, a full line of pros in costume. It's just it's great. You know, and and that right there highlights the spirit of cyclocross in my opinion because you have a lot of people out there who are there to have a good time yeah they're there to race they're there to win it's in it, it, speaking about this specifically uh, but they're also there to to have fun and and then single speed cyclocross world championship takes it that next step further or or three steps further
2: yeah I was uh, say, I, when I think we're you, you add mine. in the craziness. <laughs> Well, sounds like a race you might want to do in the future. You know, I
3: I would not rule that out. You know, uh, it's uh, it's something that I, I thought about. I thought about doing it when it was in San Francisco a few years ago, uh, because I was only a few few hours, five hours away from San Francisco, but I just couldn't make that happen. Um, I, I would uh, I would think about doing it next year, and I'm sure I'm going to get some uh, calls from some, from some folks. Who, uh, egging
2: me on oh you've got uh one of the chief eggers right here we want to we want an on <laughs> well rick it's always a pleasure always look forward to doing the gruppetto report with you appreciate you uh yeah, joining sure. us this evening over the top cycling in boulder colorado for rick tillery i'm george thomas